Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode of our Brave Noise interview series, we're joined by Ruth from Elusive Brewing, Pip from The Coven and Charlotte Cook from Coalition, who dare to be brave and make noise during Elusive's Brave Noise Brew Day. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer and making a brave noise. Come join us. Did a brew day with uh, Elusive. I was gonna say, where are we? We are at Elusive Brewing. You can't see it. Walls very big. Yeah, brewed a brave noise. Yeah, brewing and, uh, another brave noise. This is our second nice. brave noise. We're excited. Indeed. Very excited. And with us, we have the lovely Ruth from Elusive. Hello. We have Pip from the Coven. We have Charlotte from Brave Noise slash Coalition. Hello. Um, uh, sorry. It's me, sorry. me from multiple, <laughs> multiple brands. It's Julie Cognito. Tori, <laughs> Tori is wearing a Brave Noise t-shirt, an elusive hoodie, a coven hat. Um, what, did you have, what did you have on this morning? Oh, and you've got the bath house socks on. I so do. That's, oh, cover that's everyone. It's just covering all the bases. It's me, Cognito women. And I'm here with two hats on today. <laughs> Joanne two hats. Joanne two hats. Like, well, one hat, one. Well, this is a third hat then. You look like a really cute gnome. That's what it is. I was like, whenever I have these, they always bunch up. It's a stripe. You look like an elf. It is. look like an elf. If you're listening, I have got a stripy under t shirt underneath my green t-shirt and then I'm wearing a green coven hat and so I look like a garden gnome yeah beautiful it's great the best gnome out and also Bertie oh and we have Bertie as well yes we love a dog cameo a saucy sausage sorry about squeaking saucy sausage sorry Phelan joins us every Phelan joins us like regularly to hear in the background and I'm like shut up and then she doesn't and then yeah yeah I guess I guess first things first probably geared to bounce over to Ruth be like what's your role I mean I we know what your role is <laughs> yeah. but for anyone that doesn't know what's your role and then actually why did Elusive decide they wanted to do a Brave Noise bit? Uh, yeah so my role is um, managing director which sounds quite high fluted for a company of four people but I'm gonna roll with it yes, um, take it. I'm yes, taking it yes, okay. um, and we want to do a Brave Noise um, partly because Tori told me all about it and it sounded like a really cool thing to do um, but also, as um, a woman who's worked in the beer industry for 13 years and had some amazing experiences, but also some pretty shit ones, um, if there's an opportunity to... <laughs> to yes, for get yes, in there. Yes, but they were shit, that's <laughs> yes. right, mate. Um, then actually, I think if I've got an opportunity to be able to see something that actually makes a practical difference um, and stops other people having to have those shitty times, then I will do that. Yeah, amazing. I will say what I like as well is like... We're in the tap at the moment. We tried to do a separate day. I'll try to come back and do a, a tour when it's open. Um, but like on the bathroom, like in the toilet behind the door, you have like a whole, you know, here's what our policy is of like yeah. tap room behaviours. And pretty much, it's like if you mistreat our staff, like you're pretty much out. Yeah. Uh, it basically says like don't be a dick, but yeah. in about two hundred words. In a, in a nicer, in a nicer way. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I, remember that, I sat down to like have a pee, and I was like, I'm gonna read this now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really, like, I really like but this. We, but we kind of did that as part of our kind of journey towards making a brave noise. Then we wrote our code of conduct, um, and we wanted to have something that specifically covered the tap room, and that's um, the um, everyone's welcome yeah. initiative. So we've um, okay, using that as our taproom base as a kind of a message. I, mean, I guess we're really lucky because we are quite small and we've got some really lovely regular customers. We are quite, and we're not open very late. We're really privileged actually. We we don't have to put up with that much, um, that much shit. But we want to make sure that people kind of, if they're new and they haven't been here before, that they kind of they know that we we take those things really seriously. I think it's just about kind of making it okay to complain. Yeah. Mm. Um, often uh, we're British. We like to say sorry when we're about to complain in a restaurant or something. Say I'm sorry, but like yeah. we 
we we kind of brought up to 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 mm. not want to make space, not want to make too much of a noise, want to sort of keep yourself minimal and just deal with it ourselves. Especially as women, that's mm. absolutely being reinforced in the beer industry. That's absolutely being reinforced. So just having something that's visible allows people um, to know that if they if something has happened that they are able to say this is what's happened I feel it's not acceptable and they're going to be listened to yeah you guys are going to take it seriously so it's, it's just wonderful just having that visual cues um, really really does help it may not stop bad behavior maybe it will put people off but I think just allowing people um, the opportunity to know that they can complain if something's happened is yeah. really that's it's knowing that like feeling empowered knowing that like you know I guess in some ways, like, somebody could put us on whatever, but I feel like here you, there's really a sense of... I can say this as a person that... Cut, like, this might sound biased, because obviously I'm here right now, but as a person that has previously been down here, like, numerous, numerous times, it's quite local to me, and, like, seeing the community here, like, a lot of people do feel, even if it's their first visit, like, comfortable enough. You know, there's nice conversations happening. Like, I've had so many conversations with, like, random, you know, random people sitting next to me and everything <laughs> as well. That it, Like, people... It is a comfortable and, like, safe environment where, like, yes. you feel like you can share and like I, I think that people would feel like like that message is very genuine of like if somebody was having a difficult I've like literally seen you like not even I've seen Ruth go out and not in a not in a bad way at all like I remember there was stag do who showed up one day and they were playing like frisbee in the car park oh. and you had to be like really sorry to be the fun please can we not Stop. do that cool <laughs> and it was Don't like throw your frisbee in, like, in our neighbour's bin as the gold like yeah it was like it, but, but it wasn't like it, it was not like aggressive it wasn't like rude it was very much like hey guys I channeled my mother sorry <laughs> sorry to be fun please but, and, and, but everyone was like really respective and like receptive and, res- and respectful yeah. of that and I think like that just shows that like when people are seeing like I feel uncomfortable this, like, it's, it's a space that feels safe enough that you can have those communications in which is really nice because I don't think every space feels that way yeah. I mean I know I, I don't know if everyone's but like I know I've definitely been in places that I'm like I see a message here but I don't feel that if I actually went up to somebody yeah. and I said I feel uncomfortable that anyone would give a single shit <laughs> yeah that leads quite nicely to the conversation we were having when we weren't recording <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a really it. great she conversation was, I enjoyed it. that Ruth was like you should, you should record this and I was like we're already yeah. halfway through now yeah. oh, no <laughs> festivals and and whether they've got codes of conduct and how people feel at the festivals and whether there is a place even if they have got a code of conduct are they actually living it rather than it just being a piece of paper a box that they've ticked um you know they say that you can report it okay right so where's that person that i can report it to um i know we had a good conversation about our experiences of this and how how this has played out um uh, and Ruth, you were telling us about there was a was it a festival you were going to provide some beer to? Yeah, it's actually like a really positive experience. So again, as part of our um, brave noise process, as part of our code of conduct, then we've made the decision that we um, won't actively supply beer to festivals or attend festivals if they don't have a code of conduct that we think is equal or more than ours. Um, we don't have complete control over, over where our beer goes, but if we can kind of help to. A, A, we want to be associated with places where we know people are going to be safe, but also if we can do something to kind of help to spread that message that having a code of conduct um, and it not just being a bit of paper, it yeah. being something that people really use, is, um, that should just be a normal thing, so we want to help that happen. Um, and we actually had sort of the first example of that in um, like December, where someone ordered beer um, for a festival and asked for a code of conduct, they didn't have one. Um, and it was camera festival, I was expecting kind of like a bit of either like pushback or um, actually we can't be bothered so we're not just going to cancel the order um, and instead the person was really great and receptive um, said actually yeah cool we're taking this back um, here is our updated code of conduct that includes all the things that um, we're going to do and it was a really a really good positive thing and actually it's like a small regional camera festival and that's probably the place where I personally was like that's 100% going to be the last place that yeah. changes and the fact they were so open and receptive was was really nice. Yeah, because I mean, I've, I've I've seen like comments online of someone saying like, you know, this this branch of because I, obviously I know that every branch is like a bit different, and I know like somebody else's branch was trying to buy something, and it was almost like if there's too many hoops to jump through, I almost can't be bothered. Yeah. So like, I can understand where that would feel like. 
oh yeah, they're not going to like they're just not going to be bothered. They'll just get somebody like this, you know, however many breweries they'll just go and choose someone else and yeah. whatever. That's actually really good that you were able to put that positive impact because that code of conduct. Now, obviously, that's that's all down to you know ensuring they follow it and everything like that. But that's like the first step, isn't it? Of like and somebody that actually yeah. probably would have gone without a code of conduct now stopping and going okay and maybe they then use that going forward so you could have just made a positive change for all of their events going forward in that way and it's difficult to me on the one hand it could just be a bit of paper that they stick in the toilet and they have on their website um and i think that potentially we're going to see more and more of that but equally didn't have a code of conduct before so at least there are people on that organizing committee that they've they've had to Mm. at least have the thought about about it even if it doesn't work making a practical difference like at least there are now these things in their head they've, they've at least read the thing and seen what breweries think are kind of like the acceptable levels they should be operating at and that yeah. um compared to where we were a year ago two years ago is a i think a really good step forward yeah that's really good positive change i think it's positive i was going to rescue dogs definitely step one um I think I think the point Ruth was making that it's it's absolutely better than where we were a year ago. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we are in a year's time. Mm. Be interesting to see if these are just pieces of paper and it's like, well, we've given you this. Why aren't you happy? Instead of going right, but it it should be a living document. I'm so sorry. I guess she's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think you wrote the dog now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been. I loved having you in my life, mate. It's been so nice. <laughs> Yeah, like almost sort of like a, a like just a, a bit of a paperwork exercise, but for tick box exercise, like we've done this, this is what you wanted. Shh, yeah. be quiet now, ladies. Like, I really hope that isn't it. Um, without that document being utilised, understood, improved, and that sets a framework for other things to be latched and bolted onto. It is just a piece of paper that's just going to go up on somebody's office and used as almost like a shield. Look, we can't be, we can't be well, naughty. Like, look, we have this. We've so, got this, so yeah. it's not our fault. Like if somebody's done, if somebody's treated you in a certain way, like that's it. Stated, and it almost kind of puts the, in some way, it almost kind of puts the onus on you to say, you know, oh, if you had a problem, you should have fought. To you know, we had a code of conduct. You knew we had a code of conduct, so you should have fought to. Have somebody help you, and I think it brings back to something that you were saying earlier, which is like um, uh, having to like almost make an argument for like if you've had a bad experience, you have to kind of mm. in a way put in the argument as to why that was a bad experience, and like almost mm. in some cases like relive that trauma of what you've experienced in order to and that goes have it who you're reporting it to. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm terribly biased. Running the coven, championing the wellness officer program that we've we've set up. Because I do believe that putting safety, reporting, and then looking after the victims on the shoulders Mm. of volunteers is morally wrong, and we're never going to solve the industry that way. We're literally just going, well, why why aren't you happy? Look, there's an unpaid, untrained individual who has read our code of conduct once, or maybe not have read it, problem solved. Yeah. So it's... (laughs) It's it's inadequate and it's demeaning oh. to the people who are trying to highlight these issues. So it is absolutely step one. I don't believe in bashing people because they haven't met all of our expectations, but this is not the end of the story. This is not good enough. We need more um, and the more people that can do what, what Elusive and Roof's done by pushing their beer and their money and their business where their where their um, values are is going to tell the festivals not just camera tell all festivals that this is important to the industry it's not just important to the women in the industry it's not just important to the victims it's important and should be important to everybody and we're not we're not going to sharp until it gets yeah. <laughs> until it gets sorted out we'll keep um, making a fuss yeah, yes really <laughs> and i think it is important to point out that it's not yeah but, okay that instance was a, a camera festival but it's not just it's camera not just festivals that's people like oh you know it's camera because they're a bit old school it's you know but actually it happens at our craft beer festivals as well it's young it happens yeah. everywhere yeah. and i don't think that we can just blame the parochialism of camera no. for 
things that happen within the beer industry. I think the beer industry on the whole is fairly parochial, mm-hmm. you know. Things can be quite locally based and, you know, something will happen somewhere and it'll be like, well, it didn't happen here, so right. let's not worry about I it. I just see this. <laughs> you turn a blind eye to it because you're like, oh, well, I know the people that I associate with aren't like that. So and it's like, that's me. not... <laughs> you can't just take that approach of like, oh, like, it, it's almost you go, that's a camera problem. That's yeah. a camera problem. And as I said, like, every branch operates differently as well. Yeah. Like, some might be a little bit more receptive to things than others and some might be a little have a little bit more diversity than others but it's not specifically camera and we can't just turn a blind eye and go oh well this isn't a camera festival so we and it's, it's always fine. saying like well it's your fault for going to a camera festival mm. then well no it's not because because no. oh, i've had shit experiences at festivals yeah. run by loads of different people when it's camera so what do you expect oh well they're they're if you start giving let's say camera it, 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 an excuse well, then it's almost saying, well, then it's the victim's fault for being there. It's, you might as well say, well, what was she wearing? Like, right. come on. Which did happen to me at a camera festival. Oh. And I was told by a volunteer to, that if anybody said anything to me, it was because the dress I was wearing was so sheer. Oh my god. So. And this is why we don't rely on volunteers mm. to set safety mm-hmm. and wellness standards. Which brings us quite nicely <laughs> That's a great That's segue. Good. <laughs> yeah. good segue. I was gonna say that, so a lot of the reason why, you know, some of us are here like, do you want to say who is being donated to uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> so um the proceeds from our Brave Noise bit are being donated to the coven. Um and we we, could, we looked around a little bit to try and work out who we wanted to donate to. Um, we thought about the Drinks Trust, because they do really good work. I think people don't really know who they are. Mm. Um, but actually what I wanted to do was try and make a real kind of practical, positive difference. Um, the events in the, the time in beer industry, the, the worst things that have happened to me have been that beer festivals um, or a bit at bigger beer events they're not generally for me in pubs they're at kind of things outside of that um, and actually the the sort of the wellness officer program that Pip and the Coven have put together that seems like the best thing that I've found so far to actually try and improve that in a really kind of a way that we can see an impact hopefully really quickly um, there's no point just supporting people who talk a good talk we want to actually give money to people who are going to Make shit better. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. No. Very. It's very. Uh, I say this word a lot. It's very humbling to have um, so much support from the industry and and my peers and colleagues and people that don't know me. Um, like we we hadn't met. No. We hadn't we hadn't worked together. Um, I, I know I've obviously met you guys a few times and. I mean, you, you did come vested, vested by Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Just do the ring run. I do. That's the only thing that I do feel like we're asking one person to, like, go solve a problem. Right. Um, which is why, like, I think giving money is part of it. But actually, if we can do stuff to to help make the coven bigger, then maybe that will allow you to have more support. Because I feel like at the moment, like, we are basically saying, "Cool, you said you'll fix this problem." So uh, <laughs> over to you. Off, off the truck. I think that's well kind done. of like the conversation that we were having earlier as well. Of yeah. like when you said, you know there's been like little takeaways that you know like after a festival you've gone okay that's really opening like, yeah. I'll, go and I'll tweak this I'll adjust oh, that and the learning yeah and as I was saying to you like you know there's no blueprint for this mm. because unfortunately we're in a position where we've said we don't have this already really mm. um so there is no blueprint for this it is a case of you just have to go out there and go this is what I think needs to happen and then you go to a festival and then maybe you go this didn't quite go the way I wanted it to in this instance this is maybe what I need to do a little bit more maybe we need to train in this area more or maybe we need to offer this that we didn't previously think we had to and it's that thing of what I what I hope is that you know as you expand other people want to jump on board and and 
you know, also contribute to that cause and we get to a point where there is a blueprint of what we can expect to when we expect to get when we go to a festival. Mm. I think I think what the coven um, mostly needs at the moment we've got we've got wellness officers kind of lined up ready to be trained. We've got uh, the generosity of of, of uh, situations like the one that with elusive is doing at the moment, and obviously Mirakai's done at the past, and then Tartarus have got a beer out at the moment that they're donating some money to as well, and Big Trip who've only been in business for less than six months and they're also contributing That's and amazing. in this industry uh, sorry in this economy in our industry for people to be generous is is overwhelming and I, I do feel a sense of burden but it, it's it's self-inflicted but it's also because um, the belief is is not overwhelming it's, it's 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 beautiful and I just want to make sure that I do that justice and that I put those donations into the right places. All of it goes on training. It doesn't go on anything else. That's from the merch revenue streams. Um, merch, please, <laughs> please buy. We need, I, need, I need to buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy yeah, some the POS. Merch, <laughs> these what? link in the show notes. Holographic stickers coming soon. Um, yeah, so uh, we, like, the, the main thing... the the coven the two main things the coven needs at the minute is festivals to buy into it and and understand that the change of their business their their business structure their business model that it can't run on um, volunteers alone it, that it needs to have somewhere in the budget for the wellness offices or something similar um to really really make a change otherwise it's just a band-aid and people being told to go away look we've done it go away or, um, and then the other thing we really, really need at the moment is um, industry exposure. Um, the Coven's well-known in our particular slice of the industry. Um, it's getting it out into the more sort of mainstream, sort of maybe more masculine uh, areas of the industry. So so we're legitimised because people aren't going to hire us if they don't know about us. People aren't going to know about us if our names aren't out there and being talked, spoken about. And also... People aren't going to want to come and talk to us if they have had an industry um, issue, because um, it's not just for the customers, it's not just for the uh, um, attendees, it's also for the participants, it's also for the poorers. If anything, it's more for the poorers because they they don't get a choice and they're often so often they're alone and often working really long hours. Um, so that's that's really where it it started. Um, so we just need to the coven just needs to be accepted more, um, and that is taking time but the way people can help is exposure so doing things like this chatting just even having like you know our little name on, on the can is is amazing obviously the donation is great because it's going to be two wellness offices which is fantastic um but yeah uh just getting our name out there is huge for us at the moment no i would also argue that like there's a third there's a third thing kind of that people could do to support and that's like if you're a brewery that's listening to this you know as as ruth has done like push back and be like what is your program here what are you you know again put your values where your where your beer i would say put your money where your mouth is but it's like put your values where your beer is Mm, like yeah you know when you're agreeing to go to these festivals when you're agreeing to do these things like when you're consciously you know show support to yeah. those type of things show that that is something that you care about and something who that are you interesting you your staff to like who like how how are these how are these organizers going to look after your staff as well as your brand yeah. who are yeah. they inviting how do they want those uh, those um customers and attendees and the other participants to to behave um how are they gonna? How how are your poorers as well? Like looking internally, how are they gonna treat their peers while they're there? How are they gonna treat any volunteers or, or any staff that are actually on site? Um, yeah, there was a terrible in- incident at a festival last year where, um, obviously not saying any names, but where a poorer um, was maybe assault, maybe not that far, it's not, possibly not for me to judge, but. A, using a word in that sort of ballpark um one of the volunteers it's like that's how is this you know and, and how is this acceptable how is this okay what's the pushback onto the brewery etc 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 um and there needs to be 
that can't be done on the fly, that can't be done on an ad hoc, that can't be one rule for you, one rule for somebody else, because that's the person who dealt with it. It needs to be set in stone and it needs to be known in advance and that needs to be given out to um, everybody who's in attendance. Um, so like people like yourself, so like you know, like you said, you, you so you can make an active decision about who you are supporting with yeah. your brand and your beard. You've you've created something really, really special and personal, something you really believe in, some something that you've you've rested your uh, your reputation on <coughs> and then for that to be given to somebody else to make or break just because of the festival for exposure. Yeah. It's really hard work and you don't make a lot, you don't make tons of money, if any. But the time you—it's not about the money. Or but the time yeah. you—but the time you do everything, um, you know, your travel expenses and accommodation mm-hmm. and everything—you you might break even if you're lucky. And then, what? If your exposure's damaged, you're, yeah. Yeah. Like, your exposure's damaged, or your staff are staff are damaged. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. for us, no. it's not really about kind of the image thing. I think it's about we everyone at Loose. We we genuinely love the beer industry. Yeah. Um, and on the whole, it is such a wonderful, welcoming lovely place but I think that it would be stupid of us as a company to sit here and go yeah and it's, it's difficult we're we're lucky we're a small business we get on with other, one another we don't have we don't really have a lot of the issues that other people have talked about but that is because it is it's for people it'd be pretty it's, yeah, yeah. Like, there's not that much kind of variance for us but um, but we want to make the industry better and so we can either just sit here and go, well, yeah, well, we're really nice people and we're trying to do the right thing. But that only gets us so far. Yeah. Um, and it is actually about being a bit braver and a bit bolder and just, so what can we, right, if, if we're cool, then what's our next mm-hmm. step to helping other people be cool? Um, and we don't want people to have horrible experiences, even if it's nothing to do with us, nothing to do with people, just don't want... Was it? It's beyond the, it's beyond the English thing. You don't want someone to have had a, like when people have your beer and in a setting where you are, you want people to have had a good time well, and a good experience. And you don't want to know but that we like, want no to have fun's a, worth it is at the expense of someone yeah. else. Yeah. But we can't want people to have a good time whether our beer is there or not. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. That's, it's just like you yeah. don't you, that like it's in not. The industry, a, it's, it's not. You want to make sure that everyone's having a good time, and you don't want to be participating yeah. in those pockets where it's not it's not enabled for people yeah. to have the best time that they can have. Yeah. It's because we love the industry, which is why we know it can be better. Yeah. Just because we're, we're sitting here picking holes in it doesn't mean that we don't love it. It's yeah. because we love it. If we didn't care, yeah. we wouldn't be sat here. And that's, I think, that's one of the things I find quite difficult, because it is quite an emotional thing. Mm. Um, and it does feel like whenever you raise an issue, like there's all these people that you know and you love, and it does feel like you're kind of like... you. I think it can sometimes be perceived like you're going after them a little bit. Yeah. But, well, there is a problem, and if none of you want to acknowledge it, then that doesn't... If no one that, takes any accountability... The problem's still there, it, it, it? doesn't get resolved because everyone wants to go, but I had the best intentions. And, like, the thing is, is, like, for me, I mean, I was talking earlier to about that, I don't think, like, there's a... a no road to redemption like I think if you accept like if you have done something that like even was unintentional you accept accountability for that and you go I literally had no idea that that happened I'm I cannot believe it happened so sorry I'm going to take the steps to do the right thing people will you can build trust that way but it has to be genuine and people have to feel it's genuine and I think people are very good at telling if something's genuine or if that's just lip service yeah and I think that's where a lot of the problems are not just necessarily with beer festivals but with the whole industry is that I think we're seeing a whole lot of let's just wait until they get tired of going on about this Um, I mean I've been talking about this since probably about 2014, 2015 yeah I'm tired of it, I'm sick of it I wish we didn't have to but more and more people are talking about it I mean you know when I first started brewing the thought of having you know, five women sitting around the table talking about what we can do to help improve the industry, like, was just beyond comprehension, and now we're sitting here doing it. Um, But I do think there's been a lot of just waiting for it to blow over, and you do see kind of, like, you know, breweries who have been accused of certain things, and then they'll, you know, they'll 
pop something out there and it's like no no you haven't resolved like you haven't redeemed yourself Gosh, yet no back action. on the naughty step right. like, <laughs> I'm very frustrated and very angry because I get really riled up about this when I when I get online about it. But to keep it simple, what really fucks me off is when you have a situation and somebody makes a mistake, oversteps, balls or something up. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I wanted beer. <laughs> That's fine. Um, when something happens. It does feel like things blow over way too easily. And like the amount of times as well that I've heard, let's keep beer out of politics, beer, like, you know, politics has no place in beer. But like, that's yeah, all it does. Like, politics is close everywhere. Like, that is fucking craft beer. Like, let's be yeah. real. But beyond that, it's like, oh, politics has no. But then when it came to, and again, I'm, I'm happy to put this on the record, I'll say this to anyone, it has nothing to do with me not supporting this cause. Like, when the, when the UK, Ukraine kicked off and people made charity beers for that, what really bothered me was not the charity beer for that, was the attitudes that I'd seen similar people when it came to, like, sexism and, um, you know, um, homophobia and racism, like, in the industry, would go, let's keep beer out of politics. And then the war with Ukraine happened, they go, but let's bring but beer that into politics. politics. Fine, and I'm like, yeah. so now you're picking and choosing what's a worth what. Like, I would have been better off if you had said no politics in beer than picking and choosing who, like... What is important to you just because you don't identify with it? Yeah. And I think the thing is, is, like, you don't have to be a person that is in the minority in a group to empathise and want to support that. And I think that's, for me, what gets misconstrued a lot of times is it's like, well, you're bashing on, you know, white men and you're bashing on this. And it's like, the victims no. Victims aren't going to solve this. No. We need the you to yeah. work with yeah. us. Yeah. We need <laughs> you to help out. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't, in, there's no other circumstance where you look at the victim of, a crime and go cool you go fix it right there is there's nowhere else where that happens and it's bonkers that in this industry it's the the people who are having the shit thrown at them are also the ones trying to clear it up like and and i'm very ah ah the the not all men thing i could probably about an hour's worth of we've probably all got but it's not it it clearly isn't yeah but that's but, not but, the problem. But, but it like, is. But it is men. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's you. I'm saying it's. It doesn't have to be all for it to I'm, be. That's the thing. And if anyone sits and goes, "Oh yeah, none of my friends do that," it's like cool. So you are a person in the beer industry. You've got probably twenty male mates who are also in the beer industry. If you think none of them have ever like done anything inappropriate, then you are stupid or you are lying. <laughs> it's just that they probably haven't done it. It's probably not just it's maybe there wasn't the intention then the malicious or intent. Or in front of but the person yeah. who's obviously sound. Yeah. yeah. People people edit their behaviour about who they're around. Yeah. So if your mate hasn't been sexist in front of you, maybe it's because you're anti sexist yeah. or they know that you they might know say that something. it won't fly yeah. with you. But also it's a really if someone is there and they make even an inappropriate joke or they do something they touch someone in a way you don't like it's calling someone out on that is yeah. really difficult and that's one of the things that I think so Pip and I kind of talked about when we were first chatting about that kind of like active bystander mm. thing and how that could be an improvement in festivals and it's it's really difficult because everyone's having a lovely time you don't want to be the one that turns around and say actually mate that's not Cool. Yeah, but what I loved about but, the active bystander training, but someone's training, got to. What I loved about the active bystander because I did the active bystander training with one of the people that's actually one of the um, one of my wellness officers. Yeah, one of the yeah. wellness officers. Um, I just did it because I I, I, I wanted to do it. Should, yeah. um, and I found that when I was pouring out a festival, I used some of those skills awesome. um, that they taught because it's not just about bluntly like not everybody feels as comfortable and confident to bluntly call someone out. Um, sometimes the environment doesn't allow for you to plug the g- not that it doesn't but it, it just makes it a, it changes the dynamic it's yeah. diffusing weird, the situation but it's diffusing the situation and it's not just through like bluntly saying hey you stop that you're being inappropriate it's sort of deflecting that getting that person that's in the situation out of that situation because it's more important to get that person out comfortably and then deal with that problem than it is to just kind of in the moment so it is it's it's multiple skills it's not just yeah. you know calling someone out it's also how you diffuse that situation and and the process that you go through to go let me make sure yeah. the, per- the victim is safe first and foremost but i kind of want guys to go through that process yeah it's like, yeah. like seriously like talk to your mates it was an amazing just, like, just talk, that was talk, really talk good, to your guys i found that training to be really really good and i i really wish that 
my problem was that was a US based training yeah. um, that they did virtually and in that training they said um, they basically had said about how in the US this training actually will go to a brewery and they and they do it very specific it's um, like they will say where do you have like um, dark is there any like darker areas of your brewery any places that are less covered by um, visibility like do you have a patio and then maybe on your patio there's like a little dark bit towards the back like places where anybody could potentially feel vulnerable um, and they take a look at that and they speak to this and they speak to the staff to say like okay well these are areas that you need to be aware of and like here's how you would work um, to diffuse situations or be on the lookout for situations in your space and like I thought that was really brilliant I just wish we had something like that here because I think there's so many people more than just like the five of us around this table that need to care about about dealing with those situations and it's thinking about that like educating yourself because like we, we can sit here and we can have this conversation we're already on the right page and it's then getting it out to the people who aren't on that page or aren't getting close to that page yet. we don't need to be convinced no, 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 no we already know <laughs> it's shattering an echo chamber. but it's also yeah. I found when we were doing the break when we've talked about brave noise and things the amount of people that have come to us and been like What's that about then? Yeah. And it's like, literally, you could Google it. <laughs> there is an entire <laughs> website. If you just yeah. put brave noise in, the website will come up, and all the information oh. you need is there. But the amount of people that have messaged us and been like, oh, what's that about? Or like, Go and or, look or, it up. Or, Why have I got to tell you? Or had the Why conversation the with me about yeah. it. Like, when I said, oh, like, I've posted a brave noise yeah. here, I've talked about it, and someone's gone like, or, or I've sh- expressed frustration that I'm like, this isn't taking off yeah. more. Like, why isn't this taking off more? And then people are like, well, people just don't know about it. People and I'm like, well, I don't know what else can we do. Right. Like, I don't know what the, else we can the, do. You're also not going, when we, when you see it, and you're like, I don't know what that is. No and one's then going, going and looking for it and finding out about it, you're then asking us to tell you what it is. The and echo not asking chamber your friends thing. and talking yeah. to your peers. And talking and, to other people about it. But the echo chamber thing is really interesting. Because I think that we go and chat to people that we're close to and they all would know about it yeah I find some of the things that I really I'm definitely not good at <laughs> is talking about the issues in the beer industry to particularly to men in the industry yeah, yeah. and doing that in a way that is non-confrontational and non-emotional because I am but you're worried about the fifis no, I want. Well, yeah. That's it. No, no, but no, but it's, 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 it's that thing you say about like you were saying yeah. earlier about like you have to, you know, you don't want them to feel like you're you're being judgy or confrontational and things like that. But it's like, but they don't care about making a joke and making. But I think, but uh, I think, but, you know, but I think part not, of it is is like you have to kind of in order to get your audience. It's I, not I, that I, you that's the thing. I want you to want get them, them to actually want to engage. I want to get them on board. I know. I know. I understand. I just think it's. It's oh, I know what it's like to have to try and get yeah. an inferior person to try and like come around to our way of thinking. It's, it, is, it is infuriating. Like, it is, inf- it is infuriating, but, I, but every time I've tried to explain it with any kind of emotion, all I've had back is either you must have misinterpreted that situation of course it did. Sorry, uh, I felt that way. I'm sorry if I made you I'm feel sorry, that I'm sorry if, fuck me, if I hear that one more time, I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to But I want to find a way for us to talk to a wider group of people and make it, like one of the things I actually really liked, it's, it's very racist, it's like the, do you see like the Budweiser Christmas advert? No. Um, which was, um, it's not a night out until everybody's home. And that was quite cool. It had like a mixed... Um, mixed gender group on it, and that was like on a train advertising thing, nice, basically like, like look, cool. and it's like like look after your buds. It's like, mm. no, like nice. but I like but I yeah, liked that, and I'm like it is it sickens me that that is something we have to advertise. Like yeah. make sure no one's been murdered on their way back from the pub. Please don't harass. Like I've been on the show. Oh, like, Please right. don't harass. Like, people. I mean, it's not as bloody. Staring is staring is sexual. It's like unwanted, oh. att- like unwanted attention. And that yeah. was like maybe don't do that. And I was like, it's. I feel kind of. Part of me is kind of really sad that we live in a world yeah, where that has to that be now. like called out. I was like, 
don't do that. But then the other part was like, that's I was need. quite yeah. happy because I was like, well, actually, someone cared enough to pay to take an ad out to put yeah. that there. But, like, but maybe that, that, that bigger, but that bigger, slightly not light-hearted, but that slightly kind of higher-level messaging. Maybe that's the thing that will mm. cut through because clearly shouting on the internet is not it's working. Not we had it as part Ooh. of one of the trainings. On, Much as we love to they, do it. They implemented it. About halfway through when I was on cruise ships, because it's, it is, I would guarantee it's still now. I mean, I've been out of cruise ships now for nine, nearly ten years, but I can guarantee it's still exactly the same. <laughs> when you, you go to the crew bar and you're sitting around and someone will come up and they'll offer you a drink, don't take it unless you actually know unless you actually know them and then your actual friend because then it'll be like what's your room number because your room number is your phone number what's your room number we can be friends let's be friends what's your room number and then they'll ring you and they'll just keep ringing you but the, but, oh they can find your number out but then but you're being warned about that yes yeah, so, right so but then, why so is it why is it on you because everyone you have to know, no, so everyone knows that and we what all knew that? that and as and as like oh. working in the entertainment team with younger girls you'd be like Okay, to you know, look after yourself. But then about halfway through when I was working on there, they implemented a training. And part of the training was, just because someone is smiling at you, it oh, does hallelujah. not mean they want to sleep with you. And Yay. I was like, this is ridiculous that you're having to say this. But, but I'm also glad that you are saying it. Because there were people there that were like, what? And it's like, just because someone is being nice to you, it does not mean that they want you to come back to their room or they I want to... I don't want to parent like, the entire room. Right, yeah, but like, right, you know, no, the amount of times I've been in the bar and had that. But that, have to but do. That's my thing, and that is such a, a beer festival relevant yeah. thing. Like, if I'm at a beer festival and I'm behind a bar, I'm there because I'm being paid to do yeah. it. I'm not doing it, I'm like, just goodness of my heart. I'm yeah. there because I want some money so I can pay my rent. That's kind of I can I can love but it and enjoy so, it, but that's I've, the reason. I've been there because I enjoy it, but and it, yeah. and it still doesn't change. But, but like, if you're but if you're being nice to someone, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I'm like I'm here. I'm doing a job. I'm being nice to you yeah. because I'm literally being paid to do it. Yeah, that's why I'm smiling. Service. That's why I'm engaging you. That's why I'm asking if you're having a nice time. It might be because you're my mate, but nine times out of ten, it's because I'm just doing it's my job. Yeah, it doesn't mean it just means I'm being. But then you can nice. also be yeah. friendly. I think you yeah. can also you can go on and just be friendly because just you're be like, well, I'm here person. anyways. I'm not to have a conversation. But if you're at a t- takeover or anything, like if yeah. you're there as a brewery rep, yeah. you're there because it's your job. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> I've just been, I've been propositioned so many times at beer festivals, and it's just kind of like, nope, I'm Nothing. here. Yeah. But that's what I'm I'm sober. Yeah. The times that it's like all it takes is you to like just respond to someone once like they ask you a question you respond back you're literally being and then they, they start getting creepy and you go okay no i'm good and then you start walking away and then you're a bitch because yeah. or you're you're you've led someone on or yeah. you're a bitch or you're this that and the other thing you're rude you can't take the compliment whatever you There's do like you're gonna be stuff. wrong no matter what so because I just you weren't accepting I remember that yeah. time that guy's over like oh if, if I, only i weren't oh married as if like it what? made a difference what, like, what like, difference is that i was like yeah i was gagging for it about Still, me yeah, in this situation yeah. it's you and I kind of just walked away and he like yeah. uh, like I just was like yeah. all it took was you know him and his mate went what type of beer do you drink and yeah. I think things that what are you drinking and I told him yeah. he's like oh oh if you if only I weren't married and I was like <laughs> I just was answering what type of beer I was waiting yeah, in the queue for like, I think it's a pip saying yeah I don't want to the beer industry so I'm 100% with you but we're also saying like if this is what happens at every festival yeah then that, that, that's a big problem it totally is and i'm not saying that we should oh no i'm, I'm, I'm with you on i'm with you on the yeah. not it's just it's like how, how do we solve this so we've got two we've got kind of a couple of ways of of looking at the issue the issue is that certain demographic of people majority men misinterpret or willfully ignore signals and act as if they're getting a green light and any other red lights are like you say it's because they've got an attitude problem so how, how do we solve that do we tell them this is how you behave yeah. and we have to make sure that everybody is then raised to what they should be yeah. as, a, as a civilized member of this society or do we sanction and 
it, uh, use active bystanding, not just to see if there's an issue, but see, oh, they're a bit quiet, they look like they've had a bit to drink, I'm going to take some water over, they're yeah. by themselves, and just check that they have a plan for getting home. That sort of thing. So it's it's safety. It's safety generally, not just intervening when there's an altercation. Yeah. The, the the reason I did the wellness officers is because it, like you're saying, it's it's practical. It's something that's quite immediate, and hopefully that will that will change the culture because it's unacceptable. So it's more telling people like what's unacceptable when building a better environment that's welcoming, and then the more people that have a better attitude about socialisation who are in those spaces from different backgrounds, from minority groups, the better. Hopefully that's going to make it more welcoming. I just... It's exhausting to try and think of communicating with people who do know better and are willfully ignoring what they've learned and what the whole of society and culture is telling them is wrong. And what they want is somebody to come over and make them feel better even though they know deep down that they're they're an arsehole. Well, it's I, I can't. I think cannot make just people banter. feel better about themselves yeah. when they know they've done something it's wrong. The, it was a joke. It's just banter. You've misunderstood it. That we were kind of talking about. Well, earlier. Gaslighting. They gaslight themselves and everyone else. I is actually yeah. almost believe that those people that are using those statements like genuinely believe. Like yeah. they it's are genuinely like, oh no, I'm a good person. Like I would never make someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You've obviously it's misinterpreted. Don't underestimate the like, ability of a human to believe their own bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> deep down, honestly, I've been in so much therapy. Honestly, deep down, they know they're they know they're toxic people. That's probably why they're really really drunk in a field coming onto somebody who Probably's does not, not show any interest to them at all, and that is why they're doing it. They're not lost causes. They are. They are valued members of any group as long as they to, behave themselves. And I don't want to tell them that. Oh, could you just slightly do it? To... Mm. No, no, mate. You're off. Go out. <laughs> nah, it's one one chance. You're unacceptable. You need to leave. I think I actually. Yeah. I, te- I I feel like that's generous because I would actually take the stance of like when it comes to individuals, like not just necessarily business and their practices when it comes to individuals at a beer festival I think there are some people that it's just like you know what I'd write that person off and I I personally wouldn't give that person a chance to like make it up to me but what you have to hope is like that person would take accountability learn what they've done learn how they've hurt a person and do better and I think like that person who is that victim doesn't necessarily have to go you know what I you know you could you could fix yourself like that person can kind of cut them off and go like I'm done and that's also okay but you would hope that that person that put someone in a bad position would have some level of self-awareness to go I really fucked so up if they had self-awareness I just feel like they wouldn't they wouldn't yeah, be behaving that way in thing. so I just yeah. like it sounds quite intolerant of me like I appreciate that I might be coming across like an absolute like no not like bitch but like I just feel like they're it's adults. Hard. If you're old enough to to to, to drink yeah. and vote and drive and make other humans and marry people, like dude, like <laughs> um, like yeah. really, this really. Kind of, yeah. So it's when the woman at Tesco smiles, that that's it. Right. You're gonna d- take you're them into the produce, uh, produce right. aisle. Like come on, no. like there are some nutters like that, but generally, and they're like, oh, but they're drunk. That's not no, that's not excuse. Alcohol yeah, doesn't make you an idiot. Otherwise, we'd all be sat here trying to jump each other. Like it doesn't do that. <laughs> right. Like it, it lowers your inhibitions. And then when you're in a group and a pack mentality, and everyone else is sanctioning your behaviour, you feel like it's okay within that yeah. certain context. They know that outside, that is not okay. They know if that was their girlfriend, sister, mother, daughter, that is not okay. But because you're a server because you are deemed a staff and lower yeah. and don't really know what and you not, are not out, held really. in esteem by the rest yeah. of the industry either what do they know she's a female brewer what do they know oh she just does the admin she's not really doing anything oh she's not producing work well therefore she's not a real brewer like all of those tropes that live and thrive within our industry that's permeating to the rest of the culture so yeah. it's not seen as something that's unacceptable and until it's seen as something unacceptable it is gonna it is gonna continue yeah. Yeah. so it has to be nipped in the buds and it has to be 
Nah, mate, you're an adult. You're here, you're getting pissed, you're drinking our beer. Behave yourself. Yeah, I think it is is really difficult. As we've said, it's women on the whole, 99.9% of the time, are the people who are the victims in the situation. And 100%, should we be the people that are responsible for making it better, then no. But equally, if... And I, I, kind of, I really agree with what Tori said about like if someone's been a shit to you, then you shouldn't have to go and go out of your way and put your time and effort into making that person better. But. The thing that terrifies me is someone doing something to me and then going and doing, doing it to someone else. And that, that's the thing that just makes me like just want to cry. Because like, I love this industry so much. Uh, but yeah, I think about that, the other young women in my life that might want to work in this industry mm. and all I can think to tell them is like just please don't because I don't want you to be hurt um, no but but, no, but we don't so it's almost it feels like you there's women out there yeah. and we're, we're all kind of we're taking all these hits yeah. to try and prevent yeah. other people doing it but and you think that I've got pressure but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but also you're like I want to have visibility it, in numbers of like diversity and brewing but also but it's exhausting <laughs> yeah. and I feel like Charlotte's had that more than anyone but that's the thing but it's like we've got these people out there kind of doing the good stuff to try and prevent if it happens to other people, but uh, there's no reward in that, and it is exhausting. Yeah, but like, there's no reward. Cause. I don't think it's a lost cause because I do think that a lot of people have listened, and a lot of people are actually kind of doing something about mm. it. Whether it's nowhere near enough yet, but at least it's on people's radar. I think the worst thing about it is that you know, a lot of people who have spoken out about this have been mm. portrayed by the perpetrators of the bad behaviour. As being, you know, the bad ones, it's like, yeah. you know, that you're jealous? I'm not jealous of any of these brewery owners. <laughs> so cool. Like, yeah. Jesus so. Christ, you can take your rock star dad and fuck off. <laughs> um, we don't need boot uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't need your, I don't need your little dicky boy flat cap and I don't need any of whatever other affectation you've got in lieu of a personality. But, um, <laughs> they... <laughs> And I think that's one of the one of the things that has been so difficult though, that's come out of this is that you know the people who have actually put their head above the parapet have been kind of used as target practice by the people who've actually been you know acting badly for a very long time in this industry, and they just have such a audacious ego on them that they think that this is going to keep happening that they're untouchable but actually I think we're seeing that they're not untouchable I think we're seeing their fallibility and we're seeing their weakness and we're actually seeing their fear I think a lot and of the um, you know try to get people to shut up you know what you're saying about like they become target practice I wonder if that is to kind of they realise it's where it, the tables are turning and it's almost like it's, it's, it's a warning yeah. shot yeah. Yeah. to yeah. anybody yeah. else, else don't anyone else come and say anything because we'll do. But you know what? Not fucking scared. Nobody's scared. Yes. And we'll keep on going for as long as we can because, you know what? I said I'm tired, but I've got pretty much endless reserves of energy to keep fighting this fight. (laughs) I'll see you in these bags of malt love. We'll just keep on going with it because you know what? There isn't an end in sight yet. No one and else is giving me a job, neither. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the goal, now, the goal yeah, is to get it. to a point where you can just like hang up your hat and be like, cool. I'd love to. I could be it's a not... little bit more quiet about like you don't feel like you have to constantly put your head above the parapet yeah. and do that because there'll be enough other people that recognise it and, and there's less of you a know, need You know, critical mass that, you know, if there's enough people who all join walking in the same direction, then, yeah, uh, it won't have to be the same people all the time. But again, we're not there it's yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Uh, but equally, we're not scared. We're not going to stop. 
think that is the, the message. We're not being hysterical. We're not intimidating. We're not dramatic. We're not. Yeah, we're not hysterical. We're not yeah. hormonal. And basically, we're not. We're not scared. We're not intimidated. Yeah, <laughs> we're basically <not> unintimidatable. <laughs> it's like no, Jesus, you've thrown everything at me, and it's like I'm still here, still talking, still. Yeah happy to keep calling it out and keep calling the same people out because they're not getting better so really that's it the, that, the that only thing for them. Yeah. the only thing that's going to end it is when they get better and either we get rid of them or they just kind of die off like the dinosaurs that they are so <gasps> the di- oh, the di- we could take some <laughs> <laughs> I'll dress as the comet <laughs> I, just, it, I think it comes back to like and when I was saying about the frustration of like you see all this controversy happening around the brewery and then that like everyone talks about it for like a month like the forums will light up and Twitter will light up and everyone's yeah. like angry outrage and then like a month later two months later three months later not a word. Yeah. You hear yeah. nothing. Should we be upset about this still? People are like, not the drama that's been replaced with something else. And I think what I find really frustrating is in the same way what you're saying about people sticking their head on the parapet and being used as target practice. What really fucks me off is it starts in the first few months, they are target practice, they are enemy number one. Like, Everyone is not even knowing the full story, just what they're hearing, the very biased party who is being accused of something, lashing back out and sort of like deflecting. They're just going, well, I respect that person and I love, you know, I loved that brewery, I trust that brewery, you know, I respect that human being, whatever. I'll take that at face value. And, And what happens is... You're, you know, say, you know, you become this victim, you know, the victim becomes the villain in that situation. Yeah. We say all these horrible things. What really bothers me is those names and that, e- like, that image sticks to that person that is the victim. And then it's like months later down the line, it comes out that, oh, actually, here's the whole story and here's what's really happened. And but the record is never corrected. The record's never like- corrected. No. Everyone's done talking about it because they've moved on from it. To the next drama. To the next drama. And no one even goes back and goes, oh, shit, we were wrong. Sorry. And that is very frustrating. But when it's like the brewery that something's happened or they get to just move, almost move yeah. by it unscathed. There's a drama yeah. for a month and then everyone forgets and buys from them again. Yet and that person that was the victim it's in a situation is still the bad guy. Women. But I think it's also potentially a little bit... It's quite interesting if you look at kind of the state of the beer industry at the moment that I think as sort of craft beer has grown and grown, breweries have become like bands, like they've got fans. Yeah. And so if... <laughs> and brewies. And, and, and brewies. <laughs> but that means that... But again, it's a weird thing. Like no one's going out fighting for their favourite flavour of crisp. <laughs> um, but if you accuse like, the person who makes your favourite beer, then suddenly all these people go, well, that's, I, your fight. I, that's yeah. like, I'm on their yeah. team, and they're like, cool, I am your army. And it's like, that's, yeah. again, that's such a weird it's thing. It's such a weird thing to... Yeah. I don't think you get that in You don't other get industries. it in other industries. People don't yeah. adopt brands as, uh, you know, aspects of their personality. Again, like crisps yeah. or, I mean, you know, like your favourite brand of, of Jaffa Cakes if you're a McVitie's fan <laughs> or if you're all right with your own brand. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it it's is weird. for some reason it's beer and I think that's because it speaks to people. Mm. And it makes me upset that something that speaks to people so much, people do just take at face value and say, "I'll be yeah. your, I'll be your army. I've, I've got your back, boss." Yeah. Um, and, and they do worship. And they do and worship. And it, and it, like they're not, like they're not humans with flaws. They do worship so them. Weird. Untouchable gods that you're like, yeah. I could never meet them. Like you meet this person and you're giddy. Like I remember, like just during just lockdown, me. everyone looked up to all these brewers, and then you go to festivals and you meet them. And you're like, I can't believe I met that person. Like, as if you've met like a legitimate yeah. like celebrity, yeah. and it's just it's a really interesting, fascinating. In, in yeah, it's just I, a bloke on thirty five grand a yeah. year in an industrial estate <laughs> who lives in an ex council house with his girlfriend and his dog, Same like that. everybody else on the planet. <laughs> I do remember following Pete Brown around the beer festival with a book for about an hour once he had signed it about ten years ago. So I'm I'm not above Pete Brown is great. I don't think any of us is above that, but it's just such an odd thing in beer. And I think that's especially online is one of the issues that you call out a brewery and rather than people going, Oh, that's interesting, I'll take that into account. 
there's this automatic like stay away from the thing that I love yeah yeah, yeah get really really defensive that's it but it's yeah. pe- gotta kill your darlings I wonder if it's because they know deep down that they haven't done due diligence they have invested all of their eggs into one basket they have internalised it as a form of personality trait they do feel like this makes them special because they have exalted them to such a level so by some sort of weird beer intake osmosis they're imbibing some sort of righteousness from the brewery like it's just hops mate um, no, no offence your hops no are amazing take it, also also a brilliant beer name <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just hops. It's just we are that's our collab that. name <laughs> so but like they they do take it personally and that's why they get so defensive and that's yeah. why they get so vicious because it is personal even if they can't admit it even if like you were saying earlier uh, to, you know it's not Maybe it's not sort of like a, a, a frontal lobe consciousness thing they're doing. It's not It's not there and they know what they're doing consciously. It's just part of their pathology. Yes, that, make that, it right. that's exactly make it what they're doing. They, are, they have put their eggs in the wrong basket. And now it's because they don't want to admit that because that's painful and then they have to do a bit of work around there, it's easier just to get nasty and make it the other person yeah. and that yeah. is easiest and because we live in the patriarchy the woman's going to get tarnished she isn't going to get believed I appreciate that not all victims are women but there is five women around this table so talk about what you know and that to me that is just the fundamentals of it um, it has turned into a popularity personality kind of beauty contest and so people are going to fight to the death to defend it because if they don't then what does it say that say about them as individuals yeah. and nobody goes to enough therapy to deal with that right. right I think that's a good place to lift it a little bit um the beer is going to be a west coast pale yeah so we um we've <laughs> taken the um the mosaic and sabro hops that are in the original brave noise um recipe and we've added some delicious talus mm. hops which Yum. are um kind of team favorites um yeah we're doing a west coast style rather than um new england we're not really west is best. you're not west we are not <laughs> yes we are not yes. Merc Monkeys she does 100% here. She agree with everyone at this table. Um, <laughs> what clarity are you going for? It's very Andy, though. Yeah. Is that a number? A little, little, little slight haze. Or... It's a tinsy. I mean, we, so we don't. Right, I mean, not... we, we don't centrifuge, no and we and all of our beers are kind of unfined and vegan. So it's it's. Yeah. I mean, generally, I expect it to come out pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like it to be pinned right, but then when it isn't, then That's um, we can change what I've just said. We will come back Craft with right. it. Uh, we're going to wait for it to be out enough to the point that we can buy a can and drink it, yeah. and we'll put that in. Or if we need to get this out beforehand, we will yeah. drink it separately and do a yeah. separate episode. Yeah. Can so. we, um, if it's going to go up beforehand, then uh, the beer officially launches on February the 4th at a hobby place in Maidenhead and at venues up and down the country. Check our social media, blog, etc. for all Yay. that stuff. Be brave, make noise. Do you know what? That's the second time we've recorded an interview in Elusive's chat room space. That is actually <laughs> two completely, <laughs> complete, two very different <laughs> recordings. Different when I was setting up for it, I was like, I know how to get the most out of this space. <laughs> Yeah, that that was um, actually that's really funny. Something because I was thinking the exact same thing. Is I was like, oh, we've done this before. We've, like, we've done this, this is actually instead now. of facing this way, we want to go this way, and yeah. this is how we want to do things. Please sit there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is that's a really interesting thing. I didn't think about till you said it, but subconsciously, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. was like, this um, is not my first radio, <laughs> and it was also a really excellent conversation with those ladies. Um, I enjoyed the whole day getting to spend with them getting to chat just chat about normal stuff chat about beer chat about brewing um chat about our lives it was great um we got coven bobble hats thank you pip they were amazing mine makes me look like a gnome but it's fine i love head that. on over You've to youtube to picture. see my gnome hat <laughs> love it i've got i bought my i bought yep. my elusive hoodie which is super warm it's keeping me warm yep. it's great i love it super it was a great comfy. day it was, it was a, a great, great day. day and yeah i think like you said good conversation and yeah. always good company and yeah. uh, i got to dump something that was that 
everyone was like, it looks like curry sauce. <laughs> that was fun. That. I got to wear sexy. <laughs> I got, got, I got to wear some sexy gloves to dump stuff. And if you uh, haven't seen that, head on over to um, head on over to Instagram to see a woman's brew on Instagram, and there are lovely photos of Tori with with the sexy, the gloves, sexy on. gloves. See our brew day there. Um, Tori, if people want to talk to you about those sexy gloves, where can they find you? I mean, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to talk to me about that. But you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Uh, you can email me at adventuresandoptimism at gmail.com. You can talk to us both just about the brew day as a whole if you want to talk to us about that or if you manage to get a hold of the beer and try it. and Or you came to see us on the 4th. Um, message us on a woman's brew on instagram or a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com and uh yeah joe if people want to talk to you about their experience maybe meeting you on saturday that path this past saturday how do you, you do that you can talk to me about <laughs> hot products that look like curry sauce i might have a little bit inside of knowledge on that if you want to talk to me about that um you can find me at my beer school which is love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest you can also find me at my website, which is lovebelearning.co.uk, or you can email me at lovebelearning at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube if you want to go see what all of this is about and watch the video. And don't forget, you can support us at Kofi, that is K-O-F-I, and we have a page there, it'll be in the show notes, it's in our, all of our bios. Um, chuck us a couple of quid if you've got something spare so that we can keep making this fantastic content for you, and if you do... There's some secret bonus episodes waiting for you right now. Go do it. And maybe eventually merch. We'll maybe see. Maybe merch. Let us know if you <laughs> want merch. Let us know. All right. On, On that, that note. note. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>